So hello and welcome to our September edition of the VCD Roundtable. We just finished off the, or we finished off two or three weeks ago, the VMware Explorer in San Francisco, wrapping up already and preparing ourselves at least um, uh, from an idea perspective for VMware Explorer in Barcelona in six weeks, seven weeks, something like that. And um, in the meantime, just so that we don't get bored, there are were a few new product releases and a few other things, but maybe we also recap some of the news from VMware Explorer, even though not all of that is immediately available um, for um, Cloud Director or VCD. Um, but um, hey, we can at least have an idea on what this is going to be in the near future. With that being said, let's do a quick round of introductions. My name is Yves Sanford, CEO of Comdivision, and I'm one of the lead architects for anything service provider and cloud director stack. And I'm going to throw the ball over to Romain. <laughs> Thanks, you. I'm Romain Decker. I am the CEO of my office and a technical product manager at VMware covering networking and security uh, for the VCPP program. And is, I your wife the, is your wife of the same idea that you are the CEO of your office? <laughs> yeah, but just my office. <laughs> like the rest of the house is different. And I pass the ball to Tobias. Hello, guys. Tobias Baschek, working for ComDivision uh, as an architect for uh, uh, cloud networking. So the whole NSXT, NSXALB stuff is related on my side. And last but not least, throwing the ball to Matthias. Yeah, Matthias, ComDivision. Also in Cloud Architect, mainly working on Cloud Director and automation pieces. I'm even not the CEO of my office because my cat is the CEO of my <laughs> office. So, see, like life's, life's a bitch. <laughs> All right, guys, VMware Explore San Francisco. Um, we can start a bet. Who, who sticks the longest with VMware Explorer and who is saying the other phrase, which is not to be named anymore? Um, let's start <laughs> off with uh, VMware Explorer. I don't know. Toby, what's up? NSX4? NSX4 is here, uh, as mentioned, not supported by Cloud Director at the moment. Uh, and it is, has a new name. So with the release of NSX version 4, the T is gone. So it will be called NSX only. So uh, that's one of the uh, news. Then also on the other thing, which will be hopefully supported by VCT as soon as the support for NSXT or for NSX4 is there, is now that we have the ability uh, doing IPsec, VPN, and DNet on, uh, on the single IP address. This was always one pitfall in the whole migration if you have a customer which is using uh, IPsec VPN and doing a DNet, and it's doing it's happening on the same uh, IP. That this is not migratable at the moment, uh, but with the release of NSX4, this is now supported with NSX4, and hopefully in a couple of weeks uh, with the release of VCD 10.4.1 and the corresponding migration tool, then we can finally migra migrate all of our customers to NSX. All right, so it's NSX only or just NSX, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Toby, you might remember the, the short discussion we had because 
we were talking about the whole ALB um, integration into NSX Manager mm -hmm. and the current release notes phrasing that the kind of integration is deprecated. So yes. you remember the discussion we had that the <laughs> phrasing the release notes might be misleading. Yeah. Uh, may I ask you to, to discuss the topic? Absolutely. So I talked with some guys of the ALBBU uh, in on the VMware, uh, VMware Explorer and was also asking them because the release notes now clearly say, hey, please do not integrate your uh, ELB uh, manager and your NSXT manager anymore because we should only use here the API integration. So to be honest, still there is an integration between uh, NSX and NSX ELB, but we should not use anymore the graphical user interface integration. So this is clearly gone. The, the reason behind, because this is what mo mostly of the guys is interesting because uh, it was a good one that we can now have the control of ALB also from NSX manager perspective. The reason behind is that ALB is at the moment a quickly developing product. So the, the most important part for the ALB guys is they have so many pressure from, from the whole Kubernetes stack, from the whole Tanzer world, that they say, hey, we cannot... Uh, we we need quickly to develop. We need we need to have uh, quicker releases. And with the whole integration to NSXT, this uh, uh, release uh, frame or this release timing zone was not possible. So the, this was the reason why they decided that they break the graphical integration, but still the uh, API integration between NSX ALP and NSXT is fully there or NSX is fully there, is fully supported and should be used because the long distance roadmap, the, uh, the long distance roadmap still shows the same that in a couple of months, years, whatever, uh, NSX, ALB and NSX itself will be in the same user interface. But this will take some time. Speaking about, um, you know, sp speaking of, may I introduce my CEO <laughs> of the office? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but let's say it that way. You basically hired the CEO yourself. <laughs> so uh, potentially that at least gives you a board director position. <laughs> and that on the other side means also in theory, you could actually fire the CEO. The thing is, I, I bought them, so I own them. But I think I'm not no, that's that's not how we talk about animals and right. people right. anymore, Matthias. <laughs> right, Toby, that's... thanks for sharing your insights. Good. Um, what else did we have uh, during VMware Explorer? I mean, and we will come back to a few things which were actually released already, but... Um, the other big piece, um, I think what we saw is the uh, whole storyline around vSphere 8, vSAN 8, and the introduction also of, of some of the new lifecycle managements, which potentially are going to be changes for the service providers. 
but also the ability to extend your reason with other storage methodologies, which potentially solve some of the use case problems some of the providers had in the past, because very often hyperconverged infrastructures for some of the service providers were a bit of a challenge because they were not aware or they were not um, necessarily always able to plan the resources and the capacity and everything as well um, as much as they needed to. And so it was a constant struggle on how how big do we build storage and how small do we build storage. And I think the um, just the pure fact that we will have a possibility to integrate something new into it uh, might be interesting. How all of that is going to work out with VCD is, is I think, still up in the air. And uh, I mean, there is still all the discussions I currently have around VMC and all of that integration is also releasing a lot of fun because it's like technically the feature set is there, but once you actually get into the practice of implementing it, it gets interesting. Um, but speaking about vSphere versions, um, in our uh, pre-talk, we forgot to mention something, or at least in our preparation, because in um, a bit more than two weeks, we have another surprising event for the service providers, because vSphere 6.5 and 6.7 will go end of general support. I, I thought you announced vSphere 9 or something. <laughs> no, I don't need to announce something new, but at least with the same as we go through our hats about where our service providers and everybody are from a B2T migration, I'm at the same point in time also thinking <laughs> it's like, okay, so we will have a second game changer in this whole discussion in, in three weeks. Uh, because on top of that, NSXV is no longer um, supported. We now have vSphere also actually playing the same game with them. So hopefully also that is going to push um, people a bit more to speed up the process, not only for the V2T, but also um, getting into a newer vSphere. And I can already foresee these scenarios because the excuse of many service providers is now going to be, no, we are going to skip seven, we directly go to eight where we all know that is more or less a bullshit um, a bullshit excuse because majority will never go um, from 6.7 U5 or whatever the last one is um, into 8.0. Uh, I mean, no one is going to do it that way. So, um, but it's going to come up as, a, as, a, as an argument. I know that already, but speaking about migrations and um and updates so the uh nsx v2t migration kit also got an upgrade so or an update so who can talk a bit about the updated features and changes and everything like that romaine Maybe hey, why not uh I, I, I suspect you're talking about the vmware nsx migration for vmware cloud director 1.4.0 release that we had yeah last Tuesday, uh, so September 20th. Yeah, that was it. So it was a packed release, um, not major, major, like super big features like we had in the past, uh, but we corrected a lot. We added a lot of usability. So the YAML file is changing to add like granularity for a lot of the parameters. So you're able now to specifically target edge gateways to specific T0 or VRF uh, to have like granularity at the edge gateway level and so on. Um, we support, a we add support for large number of like, I would say like um, specific context, like when you don't have 
any free IP in the source IP pool, or if you don't have default gateways um, on the edge gateway, which was not supported before. Uh, we also support uh, IPv6 migration for load balancing. Um, one big thing that um, I was pushing um, for uh, a lot is to do parallel migrations. So mm -hmm. this seems uh, a bit strange that we didn't support that in the past, but we never had that specific request. So when we initially developed the product, um, we envisioned that a limited number of people uh, in an ops team would do the migration in a sequential manner. Like they take tenant A, they migrate tenant A, and they finish, they migrate tenant B, and, and they move on. And because of that, we were creating layer two bridging between MSXV and MSXT using a single bridging edge profile, uh, which basically prevented you to do parallel migrations using the same MSXT instance. So that has been fixed now because um, some, well, quite, quite a few providers now requested to be able to do migration to stop just before or just after the workload migration, but not to clean the source environment and do a lot of checks, like sanity checks to see if everything was migrated correctly and so on. So to keep the bridging for a few days maybe, and in parallel doing like a new migrations while they are doing the sanity check. And because of that, uh, we have introduced this capability. We also migrate static routes which was introduced in uh, NSXT or VDCs in 10.4. Um, what else? A lot of small things. So I encourage everyone to check uh, release notes as usual. I know people never like to read the documentation, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, uh, we put a lot of effort in documentation. So that 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 lists exactly what we know about the the, the existing. Uh, problems and the, the the new features. And one important note, um, even though NSXT4 um, allows for IPsec and DNAT on the same edge gateway, uh, so it fixes the data path bug that we had in previous versions, it's not supported yet for migration. But the migration doesn't. The migration tool doesn't prevent you anymore to do the migration. So before, mm -hmm. in one tree or one two, it prevented you to do the migration to like basically prevent to harm the environment. But now it doesn't prevent you. It just gives a big warning in red, saying that you should be in RSX T4, uh, which is not yet certified for VCD <laughs> or the migration tool. <laughs> but um, it, it actually unlock quite a few customers, uh, customers because our, migrate, yeah. Yeah, our check was, it was, it was not like catching too much of context, but it was more on the safe side than trying to detect exactly where it could be potentially a problem to migrate those, those edges. And we are already developing since last week we are already uh, almost at the end of uh, sprint one for the next release of the migration tool so work is continuing on the development of the tool that is, itself that is a big yes good. ah okay cool 
talking about having this as a virtual appliance? Sorry, come again. Have having it as a virtual appliance that we don't need to do some Windows or some Linux stuff? Or? No, no, no. We we keep that no. as a package as a binary. Uh, okay, as a binary. Okay. Yeah, I think that would have been done much earlier if this is because mm -hmm. official officially this should all be done by now. Um, but uh, yeah, we know. I don't know. I, I I don't know what you mean. No, I think it's it's overall. I think that's that's exactly why I mentioned the um vSphere uh vSphere end of end of general support. If I go through my head, it's like how many might not even be on six seven, but still on six five or older. Um, at least I know some customers yeah. on five five. What? Me too. Large yeah. pharma content, large pharma companies. We, we could we could start playing the game. Please name your favorite vSphere release version. No, that, is, that, is like, that is a bit like <laughs> that um, slide deck they had for a while in the training materials where they showcased these ESXi hosts with over 1,000 days of uptime where it's like, yeah, that's in theory a good idea, um, but practically this also shows very clearly that this customer doesn't care about any patches or security. <laughs> so um, that's that's the other part out of it. Um, one other thing, and I think that release was more or less um, before uh, VMware Explore, and I didn't say the other word. So far, Matthias, we are still fine is um, the uh, release of the latest uh, VCDA, so Cloud Director Availability. Um, so we are getting more and more to the point that actually Cloud Director Availability becomes more and more up to par with what SRM can do, or in certain areas even do better things than SRM, because we now have an even better layer two network extension, which can now even expand into VMC, which is, yes, it works with SRM, but it only works with SRM under certain um, circumstances. Um, upgrading has massively improved, storage profile management has been improved. And to be honest, on nearly every service provider deployment we currently do, um, whether it's small or big, it's like VCDA has become more or less the standard to be deployed. It's always interesting, I think, is in the beginning, every service provider comes, it's like, yeah, yeah, we have that for a later phase. We don't need that. And then you start the whole discussion. It's like, how do you think your customers actually get the workloads in? Um, and immediately it's like, um, yeah, we have backup solution X, Y, Z, and we could use that. And you go, it's like, yes, that's possible, but there is an easier way. They could just actually deploy something into vSphere and then replicate their VMs in. And um, at the same point in time, that's a good entry point. Uh, we had a discussion at one service provider event lately where we had exactly the discussion that many are using that really for, um, for DR cases now because more and more customers are scared also of... Um, ransomware scenarios, et cetera, it does not actually remove any um, any capability or, or any backup solution, but it's always good to have a secondary plan if your backup solution gets infected as well. So there are multiple good reasons to go down the uh, VCDA path. And as we always say, it's like, it's I'm not sure why people are so scared about it because in general, it's actually pretty easy to implement. Yes, you need IP addresses. Yes, you need uh, certificates. 
but that is basically applying to nearly every product. By now. And, and so, you need some well-documented firewall rules, but that's okay. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> it is from a documentation perspective, let's face it. It's one of the products where yes. it, which has the clearest architecture diagrams and everything mm -hmm. else, um, more or less on the first few pages of the document. So um, it's very rare that uh, this is actually um, not, um, not uh, that you have it that clear in certain pieces. And what we also see is more and more service providers now Weird enough, as we have these V2T migration scenarios, and we just had a larger case a few weeks ago, and I think we have a call later today with, with someone else, where we have service providers who basically don't rebuild or just upgrade their infrastructure anymore, and where we just actually say we build a greenfield on the site, we use VCDA to bring everything from the old cloud to the new cloud and migrate tenant by tenant over because they their their old infrastructure has so many specific scenarios in it that it's it's not a not an issue of the migration toolkit it's just that migration step would be would be too far away yeah. from, from and what you should mention about vcda because we're on the same page here is for which use cases vmware actually charges a license fee because there are a few use cases which are free of charge for the SP. For example, the onboarding use case you have mentioned. The onboarding use case is free. However, keep in mind, as soon as you turn on layer two, micro, uh, layer two um, you actually need to have the proper NSX version for that. So, um, but again, even then it is, um, it is a cheap option because if you're using that for migration, which comes back to how service providers are licensed in the first place, if the migration only takes one or two months, the impact is pretty, um, um, pretty easy to manage compared to if you have ever done a full-blown HCX implementation, um, that's a completely different beast. And yes, HCX can solve a few other things and has its own um, advantages, however, it's also it has its common common rumor for many many years that it's deeply integrated into VCD and works perfectly well out of the box with VCD. Where I'm still not sure where that rumor comes from uh, every few weeks. But um, uh, again, VCDA is there. That's working. Um, we also got a new CSE version, which reminds me of the fact that uh, we should really invite uh, Sasha in um, um, in our regular calls so that we can talk a bit about CSE and Kubernetes pieces because uh, uh, he's he's missing on that part. And uh, I'm not sure <coughs> anyone else who wants to talk about the newest CSE release and has anything to say about it because I'm not feeling comfortable to talk about that. Um, no, no, not not really because I don't have had really time to have a look what's going on on this easy release. Uh, and still yeah. waiting to be honest with with the whole support of Tunzel uh, Team Zero in VCD. I I can tell what the acronym stands for. <laughs> no, Matthias, that is not good well, enough. I can actually. Yes, I can. we know. So uh, be advised to have a session every company. Oh. No, we don't share Sasha, and we don't split him up. Tell him. Hmm? Good. Um. So, what's our expectation? Or so let's let's uh, let's call it that way. So, Romain, are you going to come to Barcelona, or do you not you know yet? I don't know yet. Uh, Damn. We are. 
uh, officially on travel trees. So unfortunately, I don't know uh, if I can so cover that. You, you didn't get a session and... Uh... Even for those who have session approved, they will have to record and <laughs> do not get that. Okay, I'm not going to... Uh, <laughs> this this, this, this yeah. is a public post podcast, so I'm not going to make any statements about that. Good. Um, but yeah, so it would be good to definitely, definitely yep. sit up there. Um, I will. The, the, the only thing, sorry, the only thing that I was approved to was to go to VMAG. Paris next week. Uh, so I don't know if this podcast will be out before that, but there is a VMAG UserCon Thursday 6 in Paris. And there are a lot of UserCon that, that comes again. And it's it's good to see all those in-person events uh, again, like, which are more like constrained than big, big events like Explore uh, with thousands and thousands of people. Let's see so if there are thousands of thousands of people. Um, but um, the uh, no, the point is, yes, you are. It's true. We have been at least from our team. We had people in Belgium, Netherlands, Germany at the VMAG lately. Uh, I have seen the Swiss one on the calendar, and actually already seen that I'm. I think still in the no, still in the states. Already in the states. I'm not sure. At least I can't attend it. Um, um, because that would have been interesting, I think. They had quite a few interesting topics on the on the agenda as well. Um, and so there are more coming until the end of year. So that's definitely going to be um, one more item to show up. Um, anything planned in Austria? VMAG Austria, Matthias? There was one and I attended. Did you present? No. Why not? You really don't want to know. Please stop asking. Good. Uh, so, and then we have reInvent at the end of September. Not so much VCD related. Uh, end of reInvent November. is beginning of December. End of November. Ah, you said September. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I try to get with, over it by just repeating with, September sorry. a few times. But, um, this uh, year. I think it's Vegas. Year. That is Vegas, yes, for sure. So um, that's that's going to be interesting. And I just figured out that that one is actually followed by Spring One um, in San Francisco. So uh, my trip from Vegas to San Francisco is becoming very interesting now because Spring One is is happening. So uh, that might push me into the tap scenario again, uh, where I try to keep myself out of it. But, but tap is cool. We announced 1.3 in San Francisco. Good. Any other news we want to share before we call it a day? Well, I think let's give a, a, a brief outlook for the next one. Uh, we tried to invite Sasha over to have a more in-depth conversation about the CSE Tanzu topic. Maybe there is more information about uh, kind of roadmap vSphere 8 and Cloud Director, but that's just a maybe. Um, on the other hand, we can share more in-depth view on TAP 1.3, because that might be a massive game changer for cloud native apps and the whole development process. So that could be a, re a really nice agenda for the VCD Roundtable podcast just before Barcelona. 
It, it is directly before Barcelona, I think. We plan to... week be it should be the week before. Week, one week, and a half week before. before. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually doing that in parallel. I volunteer uh, Sasha for the next one. Yes. Okay, cool. So Eve said Sasha volunteered. I hear it. I can read it in the internal channel. I always already read it. But Sasha, if you watch, you volunteered. Yeah. No, he's now on the official invite list. I just actually updated our our cool. regular invite list and um we should so... share the agenda with him. Maybe we will. Maybe cool. All right. Good. So famous last words. Okay. I start that one. So thanks for mentioning VCDA again. I think we recommend having VCDA on every project plan for a service provider, either being new in the space or migrating from an old infrastructure off of six <laughs> and uh v2t all right uh famous last words of romaine uh i don't know i will just reiterate what you just said i i i'm <laughs> close to the cda development team i actually was working on cda before i took over networking and um, they have a great team of engineers they are really listening to feedback and uh, they improve the product with every release um, if you want to see a feature don't hesitate uh, also it's yeah again it's free for onboarding if you never tried it just have a try it's so easy to migrate dms from on from on-prem to vcd or from replicate from vcd to vcd it's uh, it's also a cool use case for migration you and can just use migration is awesome. Yeah, you can for migration. You can just like if you don't care about the topology, you can just replicate the V apps and the VMs. If you care about the topology, there is actually a use case that I documented a while ago. Is where you can replicate the topology using the NSX migration tool and replicate the workloads using CDA, um, which works well. Um, if you cannot do vMotion, for example, if you have AMD and Intel CPUs, for example. Tobias? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's a cool cool example, especially if you have a different CPU architecture. Yeah, yeah all said from, from, from my side, from my perspective, uh, as Eve mentioned, uh, and to be honest, we're talking not only about that uh, vSphere 6.5 is going end of life, also vSphere 6.7 is going end of life. So both those versions are uh, outdated after 15th of October. So this is something you should really have in mind. Thanks from my side. Uh, and now, finally, back to Eve. Yeah, so uh, you took again the thunder of the 6567 um, um, end of, <clears throat> of general support. That doesn't necessarily count, yeah. uh, uh, potentially get any critical fixes or anything else. But I think, I mean, we have seven out now for quite a while. Seven is 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 something which is which is clearly on the stable side. I mean, there are always surprises from time to time, but that's um, happening in the software industry all the times. Um, so there are very very good reasons for a service provider to actually go back and 
rethink your uh, not necessarily only how to do the migration, but maybe rethink your overall design as you are moving to the current vSphere version, current NSX version, potentially updating VCD and everything else as well. So as always, good advice, uh, take that opportunity to rethink if your design is, is actually still matching what you should have um, as a state-of-the-art platform, especially as we always keep saying, and we just invited Sasha for uh, talking to us on CSE, Kubernetes, Tenzu, and all of these pieces, because that is what we hear from more and more providers becoming more and more of a regular use case that people want to use that. And that actually requires you to be on either on one end on vSphere 7, that you have ALB, ideally, that you have NSXT. So many, many more good reasons to get um, your systems updated and get something for your customers, which is actually fully supported and in good shape. With that being said, um, that's it for today for the VCD Roundtable. Thank you for watching or listening, however you consume it. And we see you all again at the end of October. And uh, that will be more or less our prep session for uh, VMware Explore in Barcelona. And we hope to see many, many of you um, also in Barcelona. Thank you and have a good day. <coughs> have a good day. Bye. 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 Bye.